you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. The Around the NFL podcast uses beard products. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. Coming to you from a stadium filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. It is that time every year. Without fail, late February. The scientists go into the lab and they stay in the lab. Not for days, not for weeks, months. <laughs> and when they come upstairs, the toll of the battle as they fought to make a list together not as combatants but as allies and when they were done they held it up high the top 101 free agents of 2020 <laughs> they did it. They did it. Boys, how was the exercise this year? All of that just to put Graham Glasgow at number 44. 
Uh, it was better because uh, Wes insisted this year while we were down in the in the lab to play that Jaws theme on repeat for months. As Did you say Jaws? I think you mean uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. I mean Space 2001 Odyssey. Uh, brain fart there. Little John Born Williams age 32, <laughs> trying to be human there, and it backfired. <laughs> We've been in Indianapolis too long already. I, uh, you know, this conversation actually will be the first I think that we had about this stuff. What a one. We, we never spoke oh. about it. Are you at the are are you at the <laughs> Beatles late period like Let It Be era where you're going into the studio and laying down your individual parts, and then it's up to the producer to kind of put it all together and make it seem like you're actually a functional unit? I would say that's an apt analogy. Well, that, I would say that was always it. We, all it is is we make a top 100 list and then our editors, um, you know, combine the two lists. We did used to kind of talk through uh, once they were together if we wanted to make some uh, corrections. But now it's like we're that much closer to death. And do we need to use that time to uh, move guys up one or two? Let's just let the math take care of it for us. So does this mean that Ali Bunpuri is your Phil Spector? Yeah. Wow. That all and, checks out. And he lets us know if we missed anyone. And, and uh, you So know, he's we, to, he's, he truly deserves the credit we break We break ties. Um, Phil Bunpuri. Please. I mean. <laughs> please. So if, if you haven't heard um, the show before, this special, we've done it a couple of years now, and if you haven't, more importantly, read the top one-on-one free agents of 2020, you could check it out at NFL.com slash top one-on-one free agents. Top one-on-one free agents. Top one-on-one feels like a better vanity URL, but again, I don't make these decisions. <laughs> Phil Spector does. <laughs> Phil Spector makes bad decisions sometimes, as we've learned. He's been known. Um, so check that out. And it's a, a great list, and, and Mark and I, a little bit later on, are going to reveal our top 101. Nice. Uh, It'll be so the six minutes that I speak during this episode. So <laughs> that's stay, where, stay that's, tuned for that. That's where the Jaws music comes in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something of a, of, of a mini pod. Uh, we'll get right into it now. And, gentlemen, um, your list, which, for the record, uh, begins with – Dak Prescott, but right off the top, you weren't in lockstep on that, were you? We weren't. Wes had Chris Jones number one. I did. I, I approached it a little bit differently this year. There's always that question when you're making this list. Do you do it by what you're trying to predict the teams will value, or do you do it by who's the straight-out better player? And to me, Chris Jones was the best player available in free agency. And I, I love Chris Jones. I loved putting him second on, on my individual list, and I, I have checked out some of the other sites uh, out there, I was shocked ESPN didn't have him in the top 15, which is just what? A, a sign that that's wild. Chris Jones is in the top 15. In in one list I saw on ESPN, that is correct, on their insider list. Are they list. factoring in that they assume he'll just be No, I, I don't know. I just think it was a bad list. But I've seen a couple others, and he's he's generally in the top three or four. And to me, he was the clear best position player. I, I do my rankings most of just like who I think has the most value. And so I do – move quarterbacks up significantly. And I think you must to some degree too, Wes, because you, you put, you know, Dak Prescott number two overall, and there's some other really uh, great players on the list. But that was one big difference, and I was going through our individuals, is that I weighted quarterbacks uh, a lot more heavily in terms of giving them value that they play quarterback because quarterback is more valuable than other positions. Like an average quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, to me, has a lot of value. 
Yeah, I, I get that. I, and quarterbacks are important. There's no denying that. It's, to me, I struggle with the older guys because I just don't want an old quarterback in, in today's NFL. It's a different league than it was four years ago, five years ago. You can't get away with a statue in the pocket, a Stone Age pony, as Mark likes to say. I, uh, I, uh, By the way, Greg, I just want to say savvy move right out of the gate to go to another media, giant media house uh, who creates a list of their own and just absolutely destroy it. <laughs> All I, I'm just saying one thing I noticed that seemed for a little crazy. Chris Jones ESPN, was arrow down. For, uh, just for a little context, since we're talking about the Stone Age ponies, Drew Brees came in at 15 on this list. Tom Brady all the way down. Uh, at 17. You know Phil Spector loved that. I mean, that's a spicy thing you can sell the article with, and they did. Yeah. Tom Brady, fourth-ranked QB, is in the headline. Oh, my Phil God. Phil Rivers at 23. <laughs> it's so predictable. Well, if you remember when the old Zeuser took Tom Brady out of the Superstar Club, that's how they played it as well. Brady moves units or <laughs> generates clicks when you speak critically of him. So you can't get on Spector for that. Uh, no, and it was really Wes um, <laughs> that put them lower. I had them... I had Philip Rivers 13th, Wes had him 32nd. I had Tom Brady 9th, and Wes had him 27th. So the average is that's how it, it worked out. But I, I don't – Chris Sims gave you guys a little uh, what for. Oh, really? A little bit. Don't care. Twitter. What was uh, – now I'm going to have to look. Uh, uh, what, in what sense? It was kind of a backhanded compliment in the sense that here at more football people, I mm. respect putting Tom Brady too low, something along mm. those lines. Don't care. Tell me why you don't care, Wes. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What it doesn't does it? matter what Chris Sims says about our list. It just doesn't matter. Mm. But you like it, though. You I, like it. No, you like I, aging. I you like don't it, care. I like it's it. It's wrestling time, Wes. I didn't know that. I put in more work than Chris Sims did on this piece, so well, what, I don't care. One, one, <laughs> I like it. One reason that I don't put too much into it is Chris. Did I have it right, by the way? The yeah. general vibe. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah. He said two smart people. He complimented us, ranking Tannehill ahead of uh, Brady. So that was a thing he didn't like. Um, I I question is Chris Sims running this account? Oh, let's I just, mean let's we're just keep taking we're friends people down. Left we're and friends right. with his. I just don't know. I don't. He's a big time star. He's got producers that could do things. Welcome for him. to we World War Three. We don't even know. Oh, I would I would think he constructed that tweet on his own, Greg. That yeah. is a tad cynical. I like Chris Sims. I think he does good work, but I don't care whether anyone's <laughs> running his account or not. <laughs> um, here is the top ten of the list. Okay, it's. Dak Prescott at one, Chris Jones at two, Amari Cooper at three, Jadavian Clowney at four, Shaq Barrett at five, Yannick Ngakwe at six, Justin Simmons at seven, Ryan Tannehill at eight, interesting, Byron Jones at nine, Eric Eric Armstead at ten. So out of the top ten, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten are defensive players. Mm. So defensive needy teams have some blue chip options to hunt for uh, next month. And some of those guys will get tagged like Shaq Barrett, Ngakwe. I don't think they're going anywhere. Well, can I ask you, I mean, I, I looked at your top ten, which we just read off, and I tried to find the first player I thought that would wind up on a different team. And for me, it was Byron Jones at number nine. Mm. I, I, I thought that it's logical, and it seems every year the top 15 is just, like, eliminated because most of them stay home, but – I think Armstead. Uh, what number was he? Ten. He was ten, and we, Wes had him high, and I and I like that. Clowney is the other one. I I I think Clowney and Amari Cooper both have better than fifty fifty chances of leaving, and Clowney I would put it quite high because he he can't be franchise tagged. 
and 32 teams are going to be bidding. Seahawks want pass rushers, but I, I just don't know if they'll be the top one. And I think the Cowboys might lose Amari Cooper. There's this weird assumption that he's going to come back. Why? You're going to be well, bidding against 31 because teams. Because they want him. I mean, Here, that's, that's, but they don't have all the money in the world, right, and there's one team. It only takes one team to make him the highest-paid player ever at receiver, and, and I think that could happen. Here's the other bit of logic. The Cowboys, as we know, as we've been talking about, have some really difficult decisions to make, and you see it right on this list. Um they could go the route, and I don't think it would be necessarily the best one, but they might find it to be the necessary evil to get things under control cap-wise is to go let Cooper go and then invest in one of these hotshot wide receivers and draft class full of them and hope they hit on somebody that could become an instant guy with that. Mike, Mike McCarthy spoke just before we got in here, and you know I, maybe this means nothing, but he emphasized that he wanted – Cooper there absolutely next year, no doubt about it. He he did. And Cobb. He, and, wants and to Cobb. he had this one comment where he said it looked like Amari Cooper was really in sync with Dak, and Randall Cobb, who he lauded and he coached before, of course, I'd say even more in sync with Dak. So Cobb that makes list? you wonder, uh, does, yeah, he's on the list much lower down, but it makes you wonder if they see Cobb as a cheaper option. It's obviously they a very different, different position. Very different play. I'm just saying – why I Dak's not even in the top ten on this list if Amari Cooper never gets traded to Dallas. Ooh, that's saucy. Saucy. I mean, it's true. Look at his numbers with and without Amari Cooper. I I just think someone could. Why wouldn't Amari Cooper? I guess make the most money in wide receiver history. I know he's not the greatest wide receiver in NF in NFL history, but the, that's just how it happens when you get to free agency. It's so rare someone that young, that good. And the cap is going way up, and we don't know about. Why would you? Why wouldn't you rather play for the Cowboys at twenty million than like the Bengals at twenty three million or something? I, I mean, if it was the Bengals, yes, but it, there's a lot of teams. I think he would he could find uh, he could find attractive, and I think he might make twenty five, thirty million. Uh, I don't even know. It might be wild. Cycling back to the Stone Age Pony quarterbacks and Philip Rivers at twenty three. Every year, I play a little game guessing. Who wrote the blurb, Greg or Wes? Oh, I think it's we so know who easy. wrote this and one. And then I play a game within a game. It's called Bet Your Life on the Blurb. Okay. And I'm going to bet my life that Wes wrote the Philip Rivers <laughs> blurb for number 23. Wes, would you mind reading it uh, for the audience? Check La Brea for contagion, like a horsefly stuck to rosin paper or a mastodon mired in the infamous tar pits. Rivers' furious, flat-footed flailing only served to hasten the <laughs> end of of his storied Chargers career. No longer possessed of the quick jump step or strong arm necessary to compensate for an overwhelmed offensive line, Rivers is reliant upon a deep moat to sharpshoot from the castle tower. <laughs> Look for Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni to coke their, coax their old quarterback to coax kingdom. I love doing That is a beautiful blurb. It was amazing. Thank you. Very enjoyable read overall this entire I, uh I love this article because uh, – I get half the credit for all of Wes's great writing. <laughs> I just like my my uh, my write ups. I like what Mark sent a nice text. Oh, great job on all the write ups. And I wanted to say back like all the good ones are are Wes. Hold on though, I will say this. And, and <laughs> mine mine it, are perfunctory. Anyone that reads both of you a lot will also identify some of yours where you've got you you drop some hammers and little air, shoot some arrows through people in a very Greg Rosenthal I mean, Greg was fishing way. for that compliment. You gave no, it's not like I half of them it. are readable and the other are just, no, you know, the, floating the others garbage. are good. The let's, others are good. Let's get back on track. Mark, what, uh, what's something that jumped out to you when you went through this uh, top one Oh one? Well, I, I, I look at someone like Corey Littleton and, uh, he came in where it was, 
I believe. Came off an awesome season. 16. And is sitting at 16. And I, I think that's a very fair place to put it. But my question is, when you look at Corey Littleton, and he, and I think he is going to have a lot of interest because he's versatile, he can do it all, and there's not a lot of players at that position that can do what Corey Littleton did last year. Do you think that he can go to any team and be that kind of player, or was that partly because of fit hmm. where he was with the Rams? I think he can go to any team because I think he's the linebacker you want in 2020 where he is awesome in coverage. He can hang with scat backs, he can hang with tight ends, and he can he's rangy. And like Greg said in the blurb, which is well-written, he, he also is one of the best special teamers in the league. He uh, has a skill set that hasn't been as valued. I do wonder if he'll help uh, improve that market. Like these off-ball linebackers that are great in coverage. I mean, they've barely existed you know, in the NFL in the same way that Corey Littleton does. Like he deserves to get paid almost like an edge rusher. The, it, everyone values guys who get sacked so much, but there's, o- there's less Corey Littletons than – than guys who get 10 sacks like Robert Quinn or something. We talked to Daniel Jeremiah on yesterday's show about uh, what position groups in this draft class are not so hot, and he did. He mentioned tight end, right? Yep. And I think Hunter Henry, it's going to point more to a guy. I think he's going to get a really nice payday for a guy that hasn't done a lot in the league because when you factor in the draft class and the fact that he has those mouth-watering skills – uh, I imagine a team is going to invest I, I heavily he, in him. They, they're talking about him potentially getting yeah, 20 on franchise, list. too. Wait, right. right, which if he gets tagged, and, and I think he probably will, then Austin Hooper, who is lower on our list, is just going to make so much money. He's 33rd on our list, which I think is – I have him like slightly higher, but I think that's right. I, I don't think he's a unique – game-breaking talent he was in a great situation and is a really good plus player but he's kind of the the perfect uh example of guys who make a killing in free agency like a slightly better than average starter who's young in the middle of his prime and uh but isn't good enough to keep for atlanta like they could prioritize keeping him and they have their own issues and and they're not doing it and he's and he'll get paid like the top tight end in the league. Can I give you one other th- just impression of this, well, this list? I find you know invariably um, it becomes a bit depressing because there are <laughs> players that we when they were drafted and early on in their career they were lauded rightfully so and they changed the game of football. And now I'm looking at Nadama Kinsu at 66 and Gerald McCoy at 68, and those are both bef- below linebacker Blake Martinez. I'm just saying I get it. That's where I, again well ranked, but. How quickly some of these guys mm. fall off a well, shelf. It sucks to get old. Borderline, it does suck to get old. Uh, borderline Hall of Famers, both of them though. I mean, they've had a great career. Blake. It's just an odd sight to see Sue and McCoy down at that. that yeah, low no, you're this, right. This, it was exercise. It, if anything, we some would m- maybe argue we overrated them, but they were pretty solid players last year for their. Teams. Poor Blake Martinez, like the last couple of months of the season, saw his value plummet when he kept chasing after running backs who were trucking over him. That was your boy. I thought you might do one of the like. Wes, let's make uh, let's make a stand for Blake Martinez and just overrate him, uh, just to stick it in my eye. Uh, but we weren't too far away from him. You had no. him 59th, item 69th. I think that's one of the ones where you have to credit Bob McGinn, the the excellent beat writer for the Packers, longtime beat writer, where he was just pointing out week after week that Blake Martinez was getting his butt kicked. Mark, the in, in, inexorable inexorable march of time. Inexorable. Inexorable <laughs> march of time. <laughs> The prison into which all humankind is born. Whoa! It right. Why am I? Why am I wasting podcast moments uh, battling verbally? Father time. 
the sands are draining through this the hourglass. Um, where else do we want to go? Oh, I have one editorial note I'd like to Phil pitch Spector, take note for uh, Phil Spick, Phil, Phil Spector and the crew. Guys that are very likely to get tagged, how about a little icon next to their name? Love, love it. Yep. And then love you don't have to even include it in the blurb. You know, that's addressed with the little badge that's next to their headshot. I'll go even a step further. Who has his finger on the pulse of tags in this industry more than Greg Rosenthal for the last half decade? The guy loves it. He lives <laughs> for this. Yeah. Greg Greg probably bats about 900 on on whether a guy's getting tagged or not, so use that. So let's hit that. And they get removed anyways. It is a little messy. You know, they get taken off the list, I think, or, or they get a little little tag. I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see sometimes, like, the guys we disagreed on the most, Wes. Yeah, and uh, I knew one was coming. One I loved because it's one of my uh, favorite players of the last decade, Jason Pierre-Paul. Chris Wesseling had it in his top, Just looking at him. top 20. I had him 45, and I I love him, and I thought that was that was uh, fair. But uh, this is one where, like, I'm glad Wes, you know, dragged JPP up. He was incredible for his the, when he returned last <laughs> When season. you're beating the crap out of the quarterback every single game, you yeah. need to be in the top 20. Yeah, I one thing with him in in the list in general is just like you want to you want to give credit to last year, but you don't want to forget you know the injuries and in, in the years before that too. But when he's healthy, he he's a beast. Uh, let's see, you have Kenyon Drake, an interesting. He had a really nice season with the Cardinals after that Dolphins trade down at forty eight, and it did make me think of you know where running backs fit in when it comes to free agency, and then I thought about oh what. Where did uh, the 2019 list look like? And I checked out, and there he was, Le'Veon Bell, number one uh, on your list. That was after a lot of tags got removed. After uh, all the tags, that's uh, who sat at number one. Uh, Is who is your highest running back on this list? Derrick Henry. Okay, so that makes sense. He's at number 14. And that was one we disagreed on. We were pretty lockstep for the top 20 for the most part, Uh, but I had Henry about 20th, and and Wes had Henry 10th. Yeah, I, again, I was just going by who's the best player, and this is a guy who carried his team really far into the playoffs, and, and he was their identity. They got their identity from Derrick Henry. That is a good player. I'd be a little concerned he had however many carries in the playoffs, 85. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a fair concern. And uh, and he's not great on third downs, but we had him pretty high. I still you know, think that's pretty high. Melvin Gordon, who, uh, you know, once wanted to be kind of the next Le'Veon Bell, is 35. I still think when he's right, he's like a top 10 to 12 back. But, man, he's very streaky. He's had some big ups, some big downs in his career. He could be a nice value buy because he ended up killing his leverage. It was the opposite of what he sought out to do by missing a lot of the season, coming back, not being in shape, and then not playing up to his standards from the year before for a lot of the season. Uh, but if he has a full off season, reports on time, has the chip on his shoulder, maybe signs a prove it type deal, he might end up being a guy you can get big value from. All of that is true. I probably held it too much against him that he was an awful teammate last year. Oh. But what can you do? He's a power back. He can make big plays. I mean, uh, put it this way: we, I, I don't think I'm uh, alone saying I'd much rather have him than our number one free agent from last year, Le'Veon Bell. That was, oh yeah, that was a pretty <laughs> big swing and miss. I mean, don't you guys <laughs> just bury us a little more for that? I want that. I, you know, I like, I like the signing like of the pain. time where he went, <laughs> and it didn't quite work out. Where's Antonio Brown on this list? Interesting question. Uh, we did get asked about that afterwards, and uh, and Wes didn't want to put him on at all. 
And I thought he can't really be signed right now because the investigation's still going underway. Technically, he is a free agent. He's not on the commissioner exempt list or anything like that. But you, but they said they're investigating w and all the things that he did. It feels like a suspension is coming, so I just thought it wasn't worth I it. I don't want to see him on this list at I, this point. No, I, I don't want to see him on this list, and I'm not going to rank it. He's not that valuable if he's crazy. If the league gave me clarity that he's suspended four games to start the season and he's free to sign with teams – uh, then I would I would come up with where he should it's be. Great, you sign him. He has like one 100 yard game for a month, and then he drags your team down to the bottom hey, of the stand. I mean, I guess I understand all that, but like I'm looking at Greg's list, and he had Geno Smith at 130. Well, that was <laughs> and it's joke. like so Geno's ahead of Antonio Brown in terms that of was, uh, the free agent market. That was like literally a a bit <laughs> just for me. Uh, Phil Spector and Wes, because I knew Gila would actually not make the list. I tell me, <laughs> tell me how Antonio Brown does not have negative value. Uh, you know what? And it, it's fair. And Kevin Colbert, the GM of the Steelers, uh, made it very clear that the Steelers want nothing to do with him. That ship has sailed. Mm. And the same thing was done when Mike Mayock was asked about it. We're out of the Antonio Brown business. I think he might have burnt his bridge. It's still a little bit crazy to me. And I know he seems like he has. I think he'll get issues. one more shot eventually. But this guy was arguably the best wide receiver in football. He's still should be in his prime. He's about 30, 31 now, and he's completely out of football, and he's not, he's not, you know, um, like I said, on an exempt list. He's just a guy that's been deemed poison. Yeah, but I think – Deemed correctly, I might add. Yeah, the question is, what does a, you know, a forward-thinking front office decide to pay him? How do you actually – you know, prepare for next season around a personality like that? And is it in the best interest of Antonio Brown to even be part of a football team mm. where there seem to be, you know, multiple uh, black clouds of other issues happening in his actual life? And do all the women in your city have to leave town when he gets there? Mm. <laughs> I've, uh, I've got, These are all fair questions. I've that got, would be a logistical issue. I've got one point I do want to make on um, Geno Smith, which you brought up. Wow, okay. Circling so, back. Yeah, I'm circling back. So um, two two quarterbacks – have made it to the divisional round of the playoffs <laughs> oh my God. in the last two years. <laughs> Total. <laughs> Where are we going? With Total. <laughs> okay. Two. You want to know who they were? Who? Pat I mean Patrick Mahomes and Geno freaking Smith. You bring Geno in, you're going to have a winner. You're going to win a playoff game. Who does Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers look to for guidance? Gino on the sidelines. Hey, what are you seeing, Gino? Oh, yeah. Correlation. Like, I mean, Gino Smith's job at this point is to, like, turn on the VCR <laughs> in the tape room. <laughs> and flip, flip a He made the division around two straight years. Uh, Eric Ebron at 63. <laughs> he was an interesting guy to me. He's a couple years removed um, from, what, about 15 touchdowns with Andrew Luck. Disappeared a little bit last year. Uh, maybe in the right situation, he could return to being a, a big-time red zone threat. He's a guy that's still very young. Or youngish. Your analysis on this list has been on point, Thank Dan, you. and I agree with you. Everything you said, he is a guy in the right situation who could make you look really good. But what are the odds that he lands in the right situation and his hands don't fail him and he comes up big like he did for that, like, three-month stretch with the Colts when he was on fire? But that three-month stretch is an outlier for his right. career. Right, yeah, that's, that's the thing, a six-year career and a lot of mental errors. Even in that year, the Colts never quite – fully embraced him as a guy they'd play every snap because they didn't think he was reliable. So he, he'd be he's an interesting pickup though. You got you got Greg the leg Zerline on this list. He is in the 
86 spot. We have any other kickers? I just need to be plugged in on well, this. Well, Mason Crosby just re-signed or else he might have made it. So that's not – I think Yeah, Crosby it. was on my – he was in my top 90, I think. But Someone's got to snatch Greg the leg up. Uh, yeah, you get, the, you get the nickname. Wes, I have a question for you. What You said you knew this was coming. One player that we disagreed on. I don't think it was JPP. So no, there was, was only one that I was really like, come on, Greg. And we talked about <laughs> okay. him in December, and it was Nick Kwiatkowski, the Bears linebacker, where, who I had in the top 50. And Glad Greg, okay. Greg must stuff. have had like 98 or something. A guy who, <laughs> when Danny Trevathan went down, Kwiatkowski went in the lineup and just made play after play after play every week. He's sandwiched in between Sue and McCoy. Yep. I put him on my list as just a little uh, love to you. Uh, 81. You know, he's a fine fine uh, backup uh, middle linebacker that came in and, and made some plays. Not going to go crazy. You like these slow middle linebackers. You put Dave, David Mayo on your list. I, that Where was do you get slow when you watch Nick no, no, Clark you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Dan, I have a quick quiz for you on the mm-hmm. uh, who wrote this blurb. Ooh. Now, I know <laughs> – that when you get to number 80 and Marcus Mariota sitting there, yeah. and we, we hear about uh, the Japanese garden of quarterbacking, <laughs> the art of quarterbacking, <laughs> and Mariota's sphinx-like regression regarding footwork, arm strength, and pocket presence. I know Wes wrote that, but then let me hit this one. Wes hit makes, with that's this why one. He, he gets the big bucks. Number 81, <laughs> <He doesn't. laughs> linebacker Devondre Campbell. Quick blurb. So that kind of threw me off. Is this Wes? Is it Greg? The Falcons once held high hopes for Campbell as an athletic three-down sidekick to Deion Jones, but Robin never stepped out of the shadows to thwart potent offenses with oh, cruel intentions when Batman wasn't easy. around. Because Greg would never make a Batman and Robin analogy. It's have you that's ever, just not have anything you ever, Greg would ever do. Have you seen any Batman film or ever watched any vehicle, cartoon <laughs> or television-wise, of Batman well, back, in your life? Yes, easy. back in the day, uh, you know, I would see the original Batman, certainly. But uh, – Batman Begins, the one with Christian Bale, I believe is actually the last superhero movie I've seen in okay. the theater. It's kind of a slog. I haven't seen that. I <laughs> the first one that brought it back. I not mean, terrible. These, these are Katie Holmes not bringing a lot to is, the table. The blurbs are so oh, distinct fair. that there really are you, this bet your life thing. Wait, I, can we go back to the Batman thing a second? <laughs> those, are, those aren't just comic books. Those are Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, that's Batman why I went begins. and see it, and I'm such a Christian Bale fan. The Dark like, Knight is one of the classics of, Never seen any of the them. 2000s. The Dark Knight Rises was good, not as good. I don't vouch for any of the Marvel stuff, but, I mean, you're coming on Nolan's corner. I'm not saying like it's bad. Pat, you're trying to, like, <laughs> lump him in with Iron Man 7. It's like, come on. This will come as no surprise to you, but when I was thinking of this blurb, it was like the, was the, the, the 1960s <laughs> no, TV I figured, show. Yeah. I figured you were. We were Burt Ward. Yeah. I, watched yeah. a little, I watched a little of that uh, growing up. How about the fact that here in 2020, Marcus Mariota's biggest fan over the years Buries him. That's Chris Wesley, by the way. Buries him at 108 on his list. I actually put Mariota. Mm, I, I think him in at my 101. At in my top 60, just because I thought, well, you don't know, Mariota in a new spot, he'd be oh, a top it. shelf backup at the very worst. And to me, that thanks. That has a lot of value. I disagree on the value of a top shelf backup. I mean, I, that we heard to the, we heard this week that uh, you know the the Browns are excited to bring in Chase Daniel. Uh, give me a break. Uh, backup quarterbacks have value. If Chase Daniel has value, Marcus Mariota has more. Jimmy Smith, who is 84, four spots p- below Marcus Mariota, came back about halfway through last year and played really well down the stretch. I'd much rather have Jimmy Smith mm. on my team than Marcus Mariota. He was someone I buried be just because his injuries seem at the point where – He misses three or four games every year. Name another player you guys disagreed on. 
you know, significantly in terms of the placement. Is there another player that jumps out? Well, if I rated quarterbacks higher, I think Wes put some of the pass rushers who I like, like the aging pass rushers, who are more like one- or two-year guys higher. He had Robert Quinn quite high, top 30. I uh, thought that was one of the best years of Robert Quinn's career. I agree. He was downright explosive last year. He was. I just – that he's someone where you're looking at the last four years and has, like Ebron, as he put together long stretches where he's great, uh, I put him – 50, 51. But, man, there's a lot of those guys. If you need someone for a year or two that can sack the quarterback, there are a lot of players available. What are you guys doing taking my man Mario Addison, who I went to Italy and Germany with, and sticking him down at number 100? Just disrespectful. Well, he's 32. It's a sign of respect, putting him on the list. Well, I will say this, though. It's not like he vanished for the past three years. He's been productive. Yeah. He He might be a little underrated on this list. I think you're right, That is That's a fair quibble. And I think one of the tricky things with pass rushers, how, how do you rank the guys who get sacks but not hits or hurries? And it seems like every time Mario Addison gets to a quarterback, he takes him down, but he's not causing a lot of disruption on the other downs. All right. So that's cool. We're having a great talk, and we're going to you know get back to it in a second. But, Mark, I think, uh, I think it's only fair that we get the Jaws treatment. <laughs> As well, it's take just us the, to the stormy waters. Because while it's just the brain fart, while the scientists it. were in the lab, Mark and I were up in the kitchen. And we weren't making eggs. Actually, Mark wasn't making anything. Mark called creme brulee before we started today. Burnt-looking cheese. Well, it did. It's a very standard dessert. That's beside the point. As we have long teased, we have put together our version of the Top 101. Yeah, Flames, you heard it. Hanzoos and Mr. Fancy Pants, our Top 101 of 2020. Free agency. Mark? Because, you know, we, I spent half the morning reading through your list and, and, and looking at your work, and then I went back and cross-checked. You got a little deja vu, didn't Well, you? I did. Yeah. I cross-checked your list with the list that Dan and I made up in the kitchen. And I, this, to me, is either the most stunning thing that's ever happened in the history of list-making and sports Those writing. Those are just coincidences. Or, or, it, yeah. I don't, or, I don't, or something very dark has occurred. But our list was, uh, from head to toe, Identical. Whoa. Save four. <laughs> Just one spot. One spot. You guys have uh, Bills turned Eagles cornerback Ronald Darby at number 73 and Carlos Hyde at number 74. Dan and I, on our list, the only discernible difference that I could uh, detect had Carlos Hyde at 73 yeah, and Ronald Darby at That's 74. That's ridiculous, though. <laughs> That's How? ridiculous. <laughs> Dan, what conclusion did we come to? I mean, to? Carlos Hyde had a really nice season, not a superstar season. Uh, but I just think with Darby and his injury issues with the knee, um, I thought Hyde was just the guy. He was 73, and I, it just makes it a better list, and we, I believe. I mean, we Stronger kind of, list. You and I had a nice conversation about that uh, before we flipped it, yes. but you won me over with your, you know, Hyde sort of comeback story, and I thought, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. time for me and Greg to take a long, hard look in the mirror. <laughs> 
And we're not saying that. So you were the same. You had DJ Reader, well, 29. I, no, you had Javarin Hargrave, 31. Everything else was the no, same. No, there was a period where Dan and I were it's not in the office for a couple days. And I missed this. I should not have done this. This is on me. But I printed out our list, um, and I put it on Dan's list to look at when he came in. And then he had a, a family issue and couldn't be in there for a day or two. <laughs> and then suddenly, bang, Ali Bonparty publishes your guys' list that looks just <laughs> like ours. And ours is not even put on the website. So wow. I don't want to connect, you know, a billion Who is dots Ali here. Bonparty? Ali Bonparty. Spectre. And, Phil Spector, yeah, you mean. Phil Spector. So, you know, I am just saying that I, I – Let's just leave this, it there and let yeah. the lawyers uh, take the baton. Murky. Surprising you you guys both – you had uh, Holly Puluvati Vitae, 87. <laughs> That was a no-brainer. That I mean, yeah. that, that's actually where that we one. started our list, and then we worked our way in each direction. Um, last game, Mark, for the who wrote the blurb. It's a tough one. Number thirty-six, my boy Robbie Anderson. Deep speed gets paid, and Anderson has plenty of it. He often disappointed his Jets coaches, however, and is too talented to have fewer than eight hundred yards in each of the last two seasons. Well, the and. This is uh, Greg. Greg has a lot of specialties. One of them is he is very, when it comes to these players, uh, you know, focused on the money they'll make and the income and the earnings in the year over year. So the minute I heard gets paid, I went, Greg, I could be wrong, but it's also a nice brief uh, clip blurb. If you if you deep if you dive a little deeper into the subtext here. Could be a little risky. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I think Greg, I don't know where you're going with Greg that one. Is I mean, definitely you, more pithy than I am. Is that correct? I'm just, is I'm just saying you're saying, oh, the guy with the last name Rosenthal. All he cares oh, about is money. That's that's where you're going with it. You are you. Ha- I, when I when you talk Wait, about but Mark is wearing a Star of David necklace right now. As <laughs> we speak. I mean, I when it comes to player contracts, Wes says he doesn't understand time management scenarios. I also do not. Uh, but I also do not do do much when it comes to is contracts. Is Mark right? Yes or no? I'm right. Of course he's okay. right. Robbie uh, Anderson could be. Well, he's not as highly ranked as Le'Veon Bell a year ago. But we we might have uh, we. He he'll, he's a boomer bust guy. Either he'll be like a terrific pickup, or he'll be a total disaster. Don't he's, you think? Dan? He needs to land in the right place. He's on the knucklehead list, and he's he's he kept his nose clean last year. But if you do some research on his past, give him a lot of money. How's he going to handle it? You don't know. These guys, you got to worry about certain guys that have the history. Like if it was my team, and you have the choice between Emmanuel Sanders and Robbie Anderson, obviously they provide two very different skill sets, but. I'm just taking Emmanuel Sanders and not worrying about uh, the risk of Robbie Anderson. I think that's fair. All right, final uh, thoughts, final takeaways Mm. on the free agency top 101 list of 2020. Well, now my number one takeaway is that we need to put a franchise tag symbol by these guys like you suggested. But um, I, I do think if you look at this list, the original list before the tags come in, you look at front seven on defense and say it's pretty loaded. That's where you can get help this year. E- even after the tags come in, I think you're you're right because those guys that we mentioned, JPP, Quinn, Everson, Griffin, Dante Fowler, uh, the guys that aren't the top shelf guys, there's like depth there where those are above average quality starters. And like we just went through tight ends and it takes like one name till you get to – at tackle it's – like a couple names. It's Brian Bulaga, maybe. Whereas pass rushers, defensive linemen like Hargrave and DJ Reader, who I like a lot, you can you can find some of those. And my last my last takeaway, just taking one more glance at it, is Jadavian Clowney, he has a chance mm. to be paid as much as anyone on this list. Oh yeah. And 
I think he I gets. Guess we'll see. And we know the the analysis, and I see you guys went with this angle. A lot of people do. Like what he does doesn't always show up in the box score. But I, if Seattle Seahawks aren't going after him aggressively, a team that desperately desperately needs a pass rush, and they decide we're going to just buy two guys instead of paying for Clowney. I mean, I would just be a little wary. Like the Giants have been connected to Clowney. I guess some people see that. Giving that guy all that money when, statistically, health wise, it hasn't he hasn't always put it together. Well, he I, had a three sack season, three sacks. But he and he, he could falls, be the highest paid player in. He the might league. make more than Aaron Donald. It's possible. He falls I mean, under Seattle that. wants him back. They said they did. Well, right. If you if you believe him, he falls under that Parcells planet theory. There's only so many people on the planet that have this guy's athleticism and body. Back He's to back, Clowney at four, and I. Shaq He's Barrett. the biz- biggest risk on this list to me. I, I, I know I, this sounds like a broken record, but Shaq Barrett at five, like uh, you, they're going to pay him. He's probably going to oh, stay. Oh, let it go, Mark. No, he'll probably stay right in Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, this is not it, a no, good look. But does it ever concern this is you? not a good no, look. No, no, no. Does it ever concern you down. when a player has, like, one huge breakout season, and then do you just you just say, we assume no, that's, that's the way the future's going to happen? I hope it is. I think he found a great landing he, spot, and it works There was, him. like, a eight-week window where he had about three sacks, I believe. And then he just went nuts in the beginning at the end of the season. It was his real first big breakout year. So I get I get what you're saying. But you have a lot of history. The tag could work. The I tag do, could I, work I, for I, him. It is a fair comment. You factor in a lot of <laughs> things. Tag works. You factor in a lot of things with these guys, and that's one thing you factor in. But then you also offset that a little bit by saying when he was in Denver, he was behind Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware or Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and he was still getting pressure when he was coming off the mm-hmm. bench. So he was a guy who was disruptive even when he was a rotational guy. There you go. I, and one, la- one last one is just, man, Bill Belichick has a chance to just sweep, sweep out this whole era. Not just Tom Brady, which would be the way to really do it, but Van Noy, Devin McCourty, Jamie Collins, Stephen Gostkowski, I think, could get cut and end up on, at the back end of this list, or, or maybe not even. But Gostkowski's he could get, not yeah, getting on this list. I guess he wouldn't make it, but he, he could get cut. It, there's just a lot of chances here. A lot of big names. Like Kyle Van Noy, I don't know what value Skarnakia. he has to other teams. Skarnakia, he's here in Indianapolis. He'll be back on that coaching staff in six I weeks. I saw that damn can't wait for one of, Can't wait for one of these Belichick disciples to sign Kyle Van Noy, and then he has like two sacks and 13 tackles next year. Thank you. And I do like <laughs> the Patriots saying, let's sweep out the entire team after we went 12-4, and four. you know. It's untenable <laughs> that we lost well, in the playoffs. Well, it's more just it's natural. They're they're kind of an no, old I love team, it. and I love the it's reaction. time to reboot a little bit. All right. Great job, boys. Whew. You did it. Mark and I did it as well. It I mean, I think we initially did it, and then, you know, here comes the bells and whistles for these guys, but that's that's fine. It's a celebration. It's a dog and, and pony show. I really thought we were so high on Shelby Harris. That was a unique take from both of us, but you guys had no, the, exact the exact same uh same Dan one was actually of the what what was it you liked about Shelby Harris's I mean, play Dan, last you were pour, you were pouring orange juice <laughs> when you motor. mentioned that, so you know. <laughs> tremendous motor. Um all right. Check it out. <laughs> NFL.com slash top 101 free agents. That's right. And um, good work, guys. Thank you. Uh, We will be back on Monday. We'll be back in Los Angeles as well with uh, a full week of three shows, three shows every week through the draft. Um, So we continue that new trend. And thank you to everybody for listening. And we are now getting on an airplane. Smell you later. 
I'm going to work that in. That's going to be like the new sign-off. See <laughs> <laughs> you later. Yeah. You think that has legs? Uh, Dan Hans is signing off for so. the mailman. <laughs> Quiet Storm, the old boss, and Rick Hollywood on the carpet. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.